Hey everyone, welcome to The Matt Report. I'm your host, Matt. As always, this is the show where I interview folks in the WordPress community, designers, developers, business folks, bloggers, marketers. If you haven't seen the show yet, where the heck have you been? I'm on iTunes now, so you can subscribe to me there. Uh, you can go to mattreport.com, check out the videos, and uh, hit the VIP mailing list, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Uh, jump on the mailing list. I will email you when these awesome interviews come out. Today, Super excited to have Rafal Tamal of Studio Press, uh, the man behind the scenes, designing you all those awesome themes that we all love. Um, Rafal, welcome to the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Um, let people know. Uh, give people that two-minute warning, that two-minute elevator pitch of who you are and what you do with WordPress at Studio Press and design. Uh, yes, so <clears throat> I am the designer at Copy Blogger Media. Uh, where I design child themes for the Genesis framework. Uh, <clears throat> I also design and develop our product site, the Bugger Media websites for Scribe, Premise, Synthesis. Uh, a part of my job is also creating websites and working with some uh, famous bloggers like Brian Clark, Daniel uh, Rose, Chris Brogan. I'm sure you are familiar with some of those, those names. Yep. And beside my Work at Copy Blogger Media. I run my blog where I write about design, uh, my work processes, and basically everything as is somehow related to, to my work, to what I do. Uh, I've also recently launched a website called Typespiration. It's, it's my small personal website, uh, which is some kind of design gallery specifically focused uh, on typography. And this website is open for everyone. Uh, for for every designer who wants to uh, who want to sh join and and share some design ideas. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, let's just get something right out of the way, mm -hmm. R right off the gate. What's it like having to design a site for a guy named Brian Gardner who just can't stop changing his website? Yet again, I have seen him change his site. He posted, I think he, he tweeted it out maybe uh, last night or this morning, changing it again. What is that like for you? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Brian changes his design very often. It's like we all see every month. Yeah. I think he's very creative and, and that's, uh, that's like a, every designer's course to redesign your website. And I totally understand him because yeah. I, I do some kind of things uh, with my own website. Like maybe I'm not changing my website, but I'm redesigning it some somewhere uh, behind uh, behind the scene, and I I also do a lot of designs on my own website, so yeah. I totally understand his point of view. Yeah, a painter's house is never painted, or so they say. Um, yeah, I think Brian just might be sitting at Starbucks for too long and just staring at <laughs> staring at his site for far too long, saying, you know, I need something else. Yeah, too much coffee. <laughs> yeah, too much coffee. Um, Okay, so there's a, there's a whole long journey of you uh, before you getting into CopyBlogger. What were you doing before CopyBlogger? What were you doing with WordPress? Uh, how did you find WordPress uh, at that point? Yeah, so <clears throat> um, before I joined CopyBlogger, I worked uh, for a local website company here in Chicago. And I worked for this company about two and a half years. Then I discovered WordPress. I remember uh, somehow I stumbled upon WordPress uh, when I was looking for a CMS for my own clients. As I, I've always been financing on the side, so I always had some projects uh, on my own. And somehow I stumbled upon WordPress, and 
it was very interesting. Like it was free, had a lot of plugins available, and there was a huge community around WordPress. So I thought like maybe a good idea to start using the system for my own projects. And at the same time, using WordPress, and I realized how flexible, how great system it is. I thought like I could build my own business based on WordPress. So I quit my full-time job and I started my freelance business. And I start and I use and I used WordPress almost for all my projects. I use WordPress for my uh, custom projects. I use WordPress. For, I started started selling some themes on Theme Forest. I even started my own theme shop. It was very small theme shop with only one theme, but uh, but it was it started going pretty well. So and and that was the time soon after I started my freelance business. Brian Gardner sent me an email. He found me on one of the CSS galleries, and he said that he's looking for a designer um, to Studio Press, and if I'm interested to, to join. And that was a pretty interesting offer. Like, I was already on the site for many years, and I just started, like, uh, I don't know, four or five months doing full-time freelance business. And I thought, like, I'm still on the same level. Like, I'm still having the same kind of clients I can't go through uh, to a higher level to those uh, clients who can pay me more for, for my services. So I thought like might be a good idea to get some recognition, uh, join Studio Press, and and maybe that way I can uh, get some better clients for, for myself. So I joined Studio Press. I started working with uh, with Brian, and and then after after some work with uh, with Studio Press as a financer. Uh, Brian offered me a job as a lead designer for Copy Blogger Media. Nice. Um, we ha I have this discussion a lot with folks about freelancing and not being able to get to that next level of client. Uh, what was that like for you? Uh, what What would you think was holding you back from just escalating to the next client? Was it just not enough time, not enough resource? You're only one person. Uh, what kind of was What do you think was holding you back from jumping up to the next level? Yeah, I think for uh, for too long I was like a hidden. I was all the time behind the scenes somewhere. When I worked for the for the for the first company, uh, I was just a designer, and I couldn't show any of those projects in my own portfolio, which was I think it hurt a lot my career and my my progress because I quit that job and I was like nobody. I I had like didn't have any project in my portfolio. I had to build everything, start everything over again. And, and start having some clients. And, and even when a client contacted me, I could show some projects I did before, but it wasn't nothing on, on my website I, couldn't sh I could show and, and now get some more leads because of my projects I, I've done before. <clears throat> so that was, uh, that was a thing. And I think it helped me a lot when I joined Studio Press, when Brian Gardner started, started tweeting about me, when my work uh, get out there somewhere and, and more people could see what I do. So then I, I started getting like a lot of traffic to my website and I think it helped me a lot. So that's the recognition. And do you think that, do you think that uh, a designer going in to work for, let's say like an agency that you were at before studio press, you know, uh, depending on what the agreement is, I guess with working for them, I mean, how did you feel that you couldn't actually showcase that work? How, how did that impact you 
Uh, obviously, it impacted you because people couldn't find you. But what, what were your feelings with that while you were working for these folks? Yeah, actually, on the on the one side, I, I didn't have any experience when I started uh, working for them. Like, I had some experience as a freelancer because I've been freelancing since I was like uh, sixteen years old. So, <clears throat> so when I so when I was looking for a job, and that was the time when I came to the United States, I moved from Poland. And I, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any contacts, so, so I just took newspaper and started looking for a job. So that was for me it was like I was very surprised that somebody wants to hire me, and that's my first job, and I, I can do what, what I want to do, what I always wanted to do. So I was very happy that someone trusted me in that time, and and I think that was uh, uh, maybe there's some kind of sacrifice you have to do. At the beginning of your career, that maybe you have to work for, for some company, be behind the scene, but you can learn a lot. And I learned a lot in that first company where I worked. I, 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 I learned how all the projects uh, work, how to contact with clients, and, and so I think that was a very good experience that helped me a lot later in my career. Yeah, but that's just, that was just those two first two years that I had to go through and have a start. Nice. Yeah. So that's something that we always talk about too, is there is a little bit of sacrifice that you have to make, uh, whether it be not being able to put some of that work into a portfolio um, or taking uh, a little bit less pay in order to get the experience of, like you said, dealing with clients, learning the whole business, um, just business in general, timelines, communication, stuff like that. Um, so then you start, you, you, you were freelancing, then you, you joined that company. Were you doing any uh, other like WordPress community stuff before Studio Press found or Copy Blogger found you, um, or was it just through that that CSS site that you kind of uh, you were found? Uh, <clears throat> like WordCamps before, or before Studio Press, uh, I created like two or three teams. I posted on ThemeForest and I started selling some of those themes, and I realized that it's pretty good business selling themes and. Oh, and that was the moment where like, it started growing. So, and then I also started my own theme shop. Uh, and I had one theme on my theme shop, but it was like selling uh, themes on my own theme shop. I had some sales and of course, like 100% uh, of sales uh, went to me, but it was so much different when I started working for Studio Press and I had my themes on Studio Press and even I, I had a small commission from, from the sales. It was like much. It was like completely different amount of sales that gave me much more income from 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 this point of view. So, when you when you started doing the Theme Forest, um, you know, how, how did you even think to start joining Theme Forest? What was that like? Um, any thoughts on what it was like when they were taking sixty percent and you were getting forty percent? What was that like to you as a designer? Um, in that time. When I started selling my themes on Theme Shop uh, on Theme Forest, I think Theme Forest just started. It was like a couple months when uh, Theme Forest launched, and I posted one of my themes, and that was one of my first uh, first WordPress themes ever. So <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a pretty good theme, and I had to provide a theme like there was so many. It was my bad. There was just so many mistakes and. And I, I was learning WordPress when I was doing that team. And I removed that team very fast after I, I found <laughs> But uh, I still 
I think it was a pretty good uh, way to, to start, especially to start. So when I start saying my, my uh, like two, three themes on Theme Forest, and then when I started my, my own theme shop, I had already like a small group of clients who already moved and to my theme shop, already went to my theme shop and, and started buying my, my theme from my, my own theme shop. So I think it's a good way also to start. Nice. The, um, the feedback that you were receiving from uh, theme forest purchasers and clients, like you said, you, you, might, you might have taken down the first one. Um, what's it like uh, supporting uh, a theme, you know, balancing it between theme forest and maybe your own theme shop? Um, you, know, you know, what's that like to you? Are, are you getting good feedback? Is it uh, constructive feedback or is it just how do I install this theme kind of questions? Yeah, on, that was a, I think it was a difference between clients on Theme Forest and my client between clients on Theme Forest and clients on my own theme shop. Like uh, like you said, on Theme Forest, most of the questions were like how to do something like this, and there was like crazy custom customizations to the themes. So, and I didn't want to provide, I didn't want to give a, a complete solutions how to redo my theme and do you know, like e-commerce from from a business. Uh, so, and every time I was feeling like I'm not providing that kind of support, they were like mad on me. That why do they want to tell us how to do this and this stuff? But on my own theme shop, was, uh, I think it was a, a, a little bit different uh, story. Like people were more appreciating that I'm helping them on, on my forum. They, they could see that I am over there all the time. Like I'm online on my, on my forum and I'm helping them. So, so they have more appreciation from People yeah, contact yeah I, I, I've, I've spoken to uh, people like Pippin Williamson, who does a lot of um, plugin development. He has his own plugin marketplace. Uh, but we talked about what it's like to support people on Theme Forest, and you do get some of that, like, how do I install WordPress? I, you know, I bought this plugin. How do I install WordPress? Um, you know, foolish questions that people should already have the answer to. Um, but then I also interviewed uh, Andrea Rennick, um, who does the support uh, for your company and the support forums where you guys take a different side of, of support where you, you know, you'll coach them to a certain level. And if they start really asking those real basic questions of, you know, maybe WordPress, how to do something in WordPress that, you know, people like Andrea from your team will recommend them to, to, to another freelancer to get them off the ground. Um, so it's interesting to see that balance where a designer can go into theme forest and get a lot of audience and sell stuff. But it comes with that. It comes with that same audience who might not just be at the level uh, of understanding with WordPress and themes. Yeah, and, and I think audience also has changed uh, in the past few years. Like I think two, three years ago, uh, not too many people were familiar with WordPress. So there were some questions like how to install WordPress or how to install theme. And I think now people are more familiar with WordPress. They are uh, more educated what it is. And most of people already have some experience with the system. So I think the kind of questions also have changed uh, through the time. Yeah. Um, are you noticing a change uh, in the same, or first question is, do you jump into the support forums at Copyblogger and, and help folks with your themes? Um, and if so, are you seeing those types of questions changing too? Are, are people getting more um, mature with their questions uh, on, the, on the studio press side? Uh, at Copy Blogger Media, I'm not in the support at all. Okay. So I'm not even trying to uh, 
Uh, I, of course, if someone ha if someone, I'm trying to help or on Twitter, so I'm trying to be there and, and ask, answer some questions. But I'm I'm trying to leave uh, the support to our support team. I think they do much better job in supporting than me. So I, I want to focus on, on design and what I do best. Give give us an insight of what that might be like. Um, a question that you know, let's say you launch a new theme, uh, and somebody asks a question on the forum. I don't know, uh, maybe about how to adjust the, the logo as an example. And there's some CSS that has to be changed. What happens if the support person can't figure it out, or is the support person going to know this stuff really well? Will they never come back to you and say, you know, Rafael, how did you how did you code that? How did you do the front end development with that? Yes, uh, some it happens sometimes. Uh, uh, I don't remember if Andrea, but some other people from uh, our support team, they send me an email and tell me like, uh, our some clients have problem with uh, this part of the theme, or they they are asking how to change something in CSS, and if you can quickly provide us uh, a solution, that would be awesome. So, so they can save some time. Of course, it it would take me like you know a minute or two, and and they would have to spend an hour maybe trying to figure out how it works. Yeah. So I understand this and, and it's it sometimes it happens like they send me an email and ask me. But I think they do a pretty good job. So the most of the times uh, I think Andrea and, and the rest of the team uh, are very fast and flexible in helping people. Nice. Very nice. Um, where do you draw from uh, where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, a lot of your a lot of your designs are uh, you know, I really like them very forward, they're very bold, um, very modern, uh, you know, where are you getting your inspiration from? Um, there are many different sources, like on the web, I'm, I think Dribble is like my number one source of inspiration, maybe because I can just uh, type in a small, like I'm looking for inspiration uh, for a search box, for example, so I can type in search box in Dribble, and then I have like a full list of different designs of search box and I think it helps a lot to focus only on one of these elements so I don't see the full design of the website and but but I'm just inspired by the small thing and besides Dribble I I some I often go through all the CSS galleries and see what it was there and I think also I I'm trying to get some inspiration outside the web so I have one of these uh, I sketch a lot books with me all the time so whenever I go sometimes I'm in a coffee shop or in a store and I look and I see something interesting especially in coffee shops I really like designs and typography in coffee shops like there are some interesting uh, stuff over there so if I see something have a, like a quick snapshot of this and I draw a, a quick sketch in my sketchbook so Whenever later I work on any project, I can look to my uh, sketchbook and see what what ideas I saved from from some of my experiences outside the web. And I think it's a good way to look for inspiration not only on the on the web, not only on the CSS galleries, but to go out there and, and see what else uh, people create in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so so you can have some or bring something new to your designs. Uh, I think it's a good way. 
Yeah, was, absolutely. That's awesome. That that it's a great story about carrying around their sketchbook and and just going right, you know, right when you feel inspired to kind of just sketch something out. Are there any other web designers uh, on the web that you're that you're looking up to that you follow for inspiration? Uh, yes, there are a few of them. Recently, I was very impressed by work uh, of Focus Lab. I don't know if you're familiar uh, with this agency. There's a guy called um, Bill Kenny, uh, who is, uh, I think, he's our like art director of Focus Lab, and they they do a really good job. I'm I've been following them on Dribble for a long time, and I send I send their projects to to Brian, and we we are both very impressed what they do. So we're spending like hours uh, <coughs> browsing their projects and, and trying to get some inspiration from from them. So and also uh, there. I don't have on top of but yeah, there will be a few other designers, especially those uh, big names, like <clears throat> designers from Alista Park, and what what they do, I think, is very interesting, and I'm trying to follow all the new trends in typography and, and style, so. What, what's it like when you and Brian get together to create a new theme? Is it... You start laughing because I can only imagine what it what it's like. Um, is it is it based off just inspiration and creativity where you guys are thinking, here's what we should design, or is it data driven where you say our customers and our clients are asking us for this? Yeah. So uh, so I, like I said about the Dicker theme, that was one of the themes that was not by by any data. We just had an idea and, and uh, created a theme, but any other themes? Uh, I think it's more like Brian tell me like, oh, we need another business theme because that's the area where we don't have too many themes. Uh, so let's start something like a business theme, or there's a theme for bloggers or writers. So, so I think it's more like uh, whatever themes we need, and it's probably more data driven. Has there ever been a theme that you guys created, spent a lot of time on, and then said, you know what, we're not going to put this into the into the marketplace? Uh, I think there are many things like okay. this. <laughs> I have like I have three folders in my uh, in my themes uh, for main folder, and one of them like uh, all the themes released have been uh, published and are made. Second theme, second folder is like themes I'm working on that are in progress, and the third theme, the third folder are all the themes that are like in the archive and they were never released. And the third folder I think is the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> like there were so many ideas uh, and concepts that we started working on, but in the meantime, like we start, we had another idea or we, that, we just thought like this might not be good for, for our audience, so we changed uh, our directions. But anyway, I'm trying to save all the previous designs somewhere so just in case if we need anything I can have it on my hard drive and, and maybe it'll be the time for this. How many how many themes get released a year? Probably like twelve? Or not uh, even? During one year? Yeah, during one year. Um, I'm not sure, but I would say so. Something like twelve, yeah. Like so one at, at least uh, a month. So if that's one a month, is, does that mean that there's like four or five that are just getting archived? Uh, not really. I think we are now pretty good in, in, in releasing themes than before. We now have, uh, I think, a, a bit better idea what we want to do and we keep our concept to the end. Nice. 
Um, so brainstorming and, and working out a concept with Brian, <clears throat> a lot of that stuff, like you said, you start your own creativity in a sketchbook. Um, do you guys physically meet up and draw on a whiteboard? Are you just exchanging wireframes via the web? Um, what's that creative process like? Uh, most of our contact is, uh, is just online, but because we are both in Chicago area, so we sometimes meet in, at Starbucks and... Of course. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but it's not like we don't have any whiteboards and, and there's some crazy stuff. We just sit, uh, sit uh, next to each other and, and talk about the project. Or it's more about ideas and trying to figure out what, what would be the best concept for, for the entire project. And then I go back home and, and go to my workstation and there, that's the place where I feel very confident to do design. Yeah. I, I, I can go to coffee shop or any other place and do some brainstorming or I have some ideas, but it's very hard for me to focus and design something in coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of noise, a lot of distraction. Um, and I, I feel the same way. This brings me to a good, a good question. Um, a lot of freelancers, let's say they're just graduating. You know, I, I always say they're just graduating college and going out uh, into that freelance world. A lot of them think that it's it's going to be so easy. You know, I, I work from home. I have no boss. Um, you know, I can work on an island. It doesn't matter. I have my laptop with me. Uh, but there are some real challenges, like like working at a coffee shop. It's not easy um, day in and day out because there are, is a lot of distraction. Uh, any advice to that freelancer who, who might think, yeah, working from home is easy? What are the, some of the challenges that you face? Uh, <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned this because that's, that's exactly what I thought when I started my freelance business. I thought like, and I, I read a lot uh, books and articles about freelancing, so I was well prepared before I started my freelance business. And I thought, like, when I will be a freelancer, I will raise my rates every week, and I will be going to coffee shops, spending some time, and hanging out with other designers from the community. But it didn't look like that at all. Like, I had very hard time to raise my rates for a very long time until I start working for Studio Press. So, <clears throat> and also. I spent like all my day uh, in my home office and even I ate all my lunches uh, in front of the computer and so I spent a lot of time like, I don't know, maybe 16, 15 hours a day trying to uh, catch up all the projects and, and do some work. So it, so it's not like, uh, it's not that easy yeah. being a freelancer for sure. And like right now I work from home too for Copy Blogger Media. and. And I, but it's a little bit different uh, story than being a freelancer because I am like more organized uh, by someone else who, who like we have a, we have some projects uh, we have some deadlines uh, in, and I want to be responsible for and, and catch up with the deadlines uh, <clears throat> for for all the projects so not someone else from my my team has has to wait for me so it's a bit different. Are you working on? Um I'm actually going to, going to interview uh, Brian Clark tomorrow um, to talk a little bit more about the business uh, that is Copyblogger. But are you responsible for Studio Press stuff and product stuff on Copyblogger? Are you balancing or juggling deadlines for both, you know, businesses, uh, if you will? Mm -hmm. Actually, I think my work is uh, split at like 50%. I spend my time on Studio Press stuff, and the other 50% are like all, everything else I do for Copyblogger Media. And like I mentioned before, I design and develop all of our company websites. 
like our product sites for, for example, I designed a website for Scry, and it was a pretty big project because it's not only the front-end website, but there is a, the entire uh, customer portal be, uh, behind the, the scribe. So I had to design like a front-end website, all the pages, sub-pages, and also the member area, the login page, uh, checkout pages. So, <clears throat> so now all these projects are a lot of work. Yeah. It's not even, you can even see is on the front end. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have this, uh, this vision of just, you know, knowing Brian from, from Twitter and, and some stuff with Chris Brogan, um, you know, listening to the podcast that he was doing at one point. And I can just imagine him walking into the room. I can imagine, here's what I imagine in, in your world. And I feel bad for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I have this vision of you sitting there with Brian in, um, Starbucks, you know, kind of brainstorming these themes. And then Brian comes, uh, Brian Clark comes along and says, Hey, here's this whole back end you have to do for Scribe. Let me know when it's finished. I'll check in with you in about, you know, 30 days and we'll see where we're at. Um, what's it like, uh, you know, pulling your mind from designing themes to user interface for like an application? Is, is there any kind of uh, struggles with that? Uh, do you have any advice for people who are kind of balancing web applications, themes, front end design, that kind of thing? Um, I think I'm, uh, <clears throat> I had some experience with uh, web application design before. So it's like uh, designing web application was nothing new for me, but yeah, it takes some. Um, uh, sometimes I'm not. I don't like to be uh, distracted if I'm working on any current project. I, I like to finish this project project to the last step and and then start another project. But of course, it often happens like we have something uh, something new to do for Scribe or like a member or something. So I have to immediately stop working on whatever I'm working on right now and have to switch to other products. So this is sometimes, uh, I think it's hard to switch to, to other, especially it's not only like a web application design, but to switch to other project. Yep. So sometimes it's, it's a challenge. Yep. But I, don't, I don't think I have any advice how to, how to exactly. And I, and I bring that up, I bring that up not only for somebody who's working at a unique business like Copyblogger, but maybe just at a WordPress agency in general where uh -huh. there's just multiple clients. You know, I don't know, one's a real estate company and another one is a, a computer company. So two totally different, you know, genres and, and concepts. And to just pull your mind from, okay, right now I'm working on what it's like to design a real estate site to this, you know, computer company that sells microprocessors. I don't know what it might be, uh, but just that, that pulling of the two different uh, concepts. Yeah, and I think my uh, finance experience helped me, helps me a lot right now because when I worked in my first job, we did, uh, like most of our projects were medical websites. So like all the time for the two years, I was doing only medical websites. And then when I started financing, I had many different uh, kind of client, so I had to do like a business website for a lawyer. Then I had to switch and, and do some blog. So, so this uh, my my freelance experience I think helps me now uh, to switch uh, between different kind of projects. Do you think it, you think a designer should focus in on one particular flavor of websites? Do you think that's good advice for the freelancer to just focus in one market? Um, <clears throat> I think yes. I think it's like it's a good way. You can it can save you a lot of time. If you if you are specialized in one, I know there are some uh, freelancers, uh, designers who like specialize only in doing websites for for lawyers. 
And I know they save a lot of time. They have portfolio full of lawyers' websites, so probably it's easier for them to get some clients in this field. So if I had to start my like my business over again, I think I would choose a, one specialization and like blogs for, for famous bloggers or writers, and maybe I would follow that path. Very nice. Um, let's just talk about WordPress uh, in general. Um, how do you get involved with WordPress community? Do you go to WordCamps? Do you post on forums? Um, do you do any kind of core contributions? Anything like that? Um, <clears throat> right now, I think I, sometimes I go to WordCamps, uh, especially I am always in our Chicago WordCamp every year, and I was in Milwaukee WordCamp, but I don't uh, travel especially for, for any other WordCamps, but I think WordCamps is a very good way to meet people. It's not only for learning from from uh, from the presentations, but but you can meet a lot of people, and and I think as a as a very uh, good thing about work work camps. Uh, what else I do for the community? Uh, I'm not I'm not that hardcore programmer, so I'm not trying to get involved into the uh, WordPress core or change code or something. I can I know enough PHP to do some uh, simple plugins or widgets for 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 my own projects, but I'm not trying to involve more into, into uh, programming. So I think uh, I'm. I think I, my blog. Uh, I'm trying to have uh, with my blog. So I'm trying to post on my blog some posts. Like uh, I recently posted about how I created Typespiration website. So I wanted to uh, show the entire process how and and maybe show some solutions uh, for common problems. Like I faced when I create when I was creating Typespiration, so I think it might be helpful for the community. Yeah, absolutely. I am on that mailing list, so everyone should join. Uh, it's very, uh, very informative and uh, very inspirational. Are you headed to South by Southwest with the team? Yes, uh, we we go with Capybara Media uh, every year. Nice. We have our company website. I don't know. Are you going there? Yes. Oh, no, I'm not going there. No, uh, not this year. <laughs> if you ever go there, uh, make sure to, join, to, to step by and to our company party and yeah, so we can meet. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, we uh, wake up without a headache the next day. <laughs> um, well, awesome. I, mean, I think this has been some great insight into, oh, man, so many things, you know, going from freelance to working at a unique company like Copy Blogger, where you find... Um, your inspiration, how you design and develop themes, uh, supporting themes. Uh, lots of good information here for that freelance designer or somebody who's looking uh, to get into designing themes. Let's jump into the last two segments. Uh, first segment is what's in your toolbox? What type of software besides WordPress uh, or hardware do you need every day to get through your daily tasks? Like an Evernote, Gmail, iPad, Photoshop. What is it that you use day to day? Uh I use basically like a full package of Adobe. So I have I use Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and I start learning uh, Fireworks. So in the future, I, I want to switch to Fireworks from Photoshop. <laughs> but I use like this uh, almost all applications that Adobe created, and I have also my uh, Evernote. Everywhere I go, I have Evernote on my iPhone, on my iPad, and on my uh, computer. So and I keep in Evernote almost all notes and, and also some ideas for designs or something. So Evernote is, is very is super useful uh, app. 
Nice. Uh, well, I have I have Pocket app that I installed recently, and it's a great app, especially that I saw so many uh, articles on the web or the Twitter, and I didn't have time to read it. So I use Pocket uh, app to put it in the pocket and read it later. Like before I sleep, I can read some articles. So I think it's very useful app too. Very nice. Um, iPhone, you're an iPhone user or an Android user? iPhone. Nice. And you carry around, uh, how many sketchbooks do you go through uh, every year? Do you, do you just have a whole bunch of small ones? Do you have the, the big uh, drafting ones? What do you use? Um, I know I have one of, uh, is, uh, this is a dot grid uh, okay, dot yeah. uh, action method. So <clears throat> and I, I have this uh, journal like for the, I think last 12 months. So I do, I do a lot of sketches, but I think I use pages. <laughs> so I fill out all the pages with the sketches, and I'm trying to, uh, trying to have all of this. Uh, I think a lot happens on one page. <laughs> nice. nice. But before this uh, journal, I, had, I, I think I know like a couple books. <laughs> nice. Um, that's awesome. Let's jump into the lightning round. I'll ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. Uh, what is the one plugin you cannot live without? Mm, I think Gravity Forms. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the la that was the answer to my on my last guest. Uh, a favorite WordPress or business book or design book? Um, design book that would be the elements of typographic style. Um, I don't know if you're like here. That's the book. It helped me a lot. Oh, nice. In everything as related to typography, it's, it's a very good book, and I think it's a free version, free version online available, uh, specifically focused on web typography. Awesome. Uh, a quote that you live or run your business by. Um, uh, someone told me to never bear your business behind you, and that was that was very good advice. I'm trying to follow. Very good. Um, the best business or career advice you've ever received, if maybe that might be the same answer. Yeah, so probably that would be that answer. And maybe other answer would be to uh, work on your personal brand, on your name. So that's what I'm actually doing right now. Because like, <clears throat> name, your name is with you all the time, even no matter if you're a single financer or you're working for a company. You can. You have to work on your name or your personal brand. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I do a lot of um, um, uh, coaching for students that are still in college, at community, a local community college, and I tell them all the time that start branding yourself now as basic as whatever you have, even if you haven't even designed a site yet or developed a site. Just get your name out there, get a website registered, get on LinkedIn, and just get ready to start building up that portfolio. It's super important. Yes, that, that was my, like, I was for a long time just entry-level as a freelancer, and I couldn't get through uh, to, to those better clients. And as soon as I started working on my personal brand, and I started having uh, some more recognition as a, as a designer, as me, then I started having more clients for, for myself. So. Nice. Uh, if you had, to, oh, no, I'm sorry, no, the longest a client project has ever taken, or or web design with Brian Gardner. Mm, over a year. Okay, nice. Uh, was that a client or was that a theme? Uh, that was a client. That was my uh, freelance client. Nice. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, 
what would it be? Um, I was very impressed with the Squarespace. I never use it, but I really like the design of the website. Very nice. So <laughs> I think it might be a good uh, software. That's the first, uh, first Squarespace answer I've got. Um, <laughs> who should I interview next? Um, I think uh, you could interview Nathan Rice from our uh, team. He's a guy be behind uh, Genesis Framework. He's, he's our lead de developer. So I think he might have awesome. uh, some good, good ideas about uh, Genesis Framework and team development. Very cool. Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, <clears throat> and there was one thing I, I wanted to mention, and I never mentioned about this before, so it's some kind of uh, breaking news. But <laughs> nice. I'm. I started working on my ebook. Uh, it's going to be uh, ebook about uh, how to design websites, where I want to cover the entire designing process. From the brainstorming ideas, sketches, going through uh, creating your workspace in Photoshop, uh, wireframing, then um, creating a visual design of the project, and finally delivering uh, the final project to the client. And I want to cover like take one project and, and show the entire process from the beginning to the end. And and this is kind of the book that I was looking for when I started my uh, my career, and I never never could find it because uh, like there are so many books about designing, about uh, developing, but I think nobody ever like, shared the process, how it looks from, from this perspective. Yeah, I can't think of one. Are you going to specifically talk about uh, design in WordPress or it could be general purpose, any kind of website design? Uh, this is going to be just uh, in Photoshop, no codes, no CSS, just the entire uh, designing process before coding. That's awesome. Sounds awesome. Can't wait for it. Uh, I'm glad that you broke some breaking news. I always love that on the show because I get to pump it out there and it's always good. Um, so look, I mean, if people haven't been inspired to go and design sites by the end of this, they obviously weren't listening hard enough. Listening hard enough. Rafal, I can't thank you enough for doing this interview. Uh, I want folks to know if they want to get more interviews like this, mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe, and I'll email you when these awesome interviews come out. Rafal, where can folks find you on the web so they can go say thank you for this? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Rafal Tomal. Or you can go to my website, rafaltomal.com. Awesome. And when can we expect the ebook to be out? Uh, my goal is to <clears throat> finish it be, uh, by the end of the year. But I got so many projects and I'm so busy that <laughs> it might be very hard to do this. But. All right. Well, I'll. When I get Brian on the phone tomorrow, I'll see if I can uh, persuade him to give you a little time off to finish this. Uh, awesome. It's been a great interview. Thanks a lot. Thanks for doing this. We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye.